0: welcome to Play on K, the Korean drama podcast with Emily and Raquel. And this is the show where we take a K-drama, we watch it two episodes at a time, and then we get together here every week to talk about it. Yep, this week we watched episodes 13
1: and 14 of My Country, The New Age. Just two more episodes! Oh, we are in finale territory. We are getting closer every
0: day. I know that we have a really bad habit of starting at the end of the episodes. But do you wanna start at the end? Maybe work our way backwards? Always. <laughs> Always I do. Cause um I feel like fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Kill Hui ninety times. I just don't know who to shame anymore because like why are you doing this? Why do you keep stabbing <laughs> him and being like he's dead? Everybody cry. Like I won't. I refuse. I think he's, he's going to be fine.
1: He's been stabbed too many times. You've cried wolf with Hui too many times when he finally actually gets stabbed and dies at the very end of the show. Again, we still have two more episodes. I am not worried about him yet, is the thing. You miss. You have underestimated how much I know K dramas and how we don't do. Game of Thrones seeming main character murders ahead of the final episode.
0: But also, you have stabbed every other character so many times and then gone Oh Gotcha. They weren't dead. They're fine. So you can't fine. You can't keep pretending this is cliffhanger content. I
1: think that I can't tell if I don't understand medicine at all, or I'm not giving any credit to historical medicine, or if this show is completely off the wall, because it feels like so many people get what should be without modern medicine to help with stuff like shock, and uh, internal bleeding, and just a million different tiny things. The human body is amazing. I will give them that much credit. The human body can do some pretty outstanding stuff. Statistically, I don't know if a person who's been stabbed five times, full body, in one end, out the other, stabbed four times, and then (sighs) stabbed and poisoned one time. I'm not entirely sure that... I just, it my immersion is gone because I just don't think it's possible historically to survive that, right? Without, um but so many characters have. And yeah. so many characters have, have survived it multiple times and come out the other end, mostly fine. He's the only one who had any kind of long-term effects due to... The poison that was put in his body. And even then, I think he might be okay now. I think that was just a plot device for
0: the revolution portion of the show. Yeah, I guess. They did say his intestines are melted, which seems like a bad thing. But he doesn't seem to be feeling that at all. Yeah, I guess it's kind of... Like, putting a knife
1: into soup at this point for him, right? Because his his insides are all (laughs) all
0: mixed around. (laughs) But how could he drink the night away with that dude in the one scene where he's singing and dancing and drinking? How are you able to survive that? I feel like the stabbing... Would yeah, it's just going through soup. There's nothing to stab anymore. (laughs) No harm, no foul. But how are you putting things into your body and digesting them properly? There's
1: no way you still have a solid, functioning liver. It's been stabbed too many times. Your liver's been all mixed around with your other soupy insides.
0: (laughs) Between the stabbings, between the meth. Between the drinking, I just don't see it. I don't know what's <laughs> happening. Clearly we're not great at medicine, but I don't think we're out of line by asking these questions. <laughs> How is he alive? Mm. Well, I think they want us to
1: believe he's dead, but... Oh yeah,
0: huh? I just...
1: I can't. He's invincible.
0: There was <laughs> There was a tiny, terrible part of me that said, finally... And breathed oh as I of <laughs> when one of them actually maybe killed the other. Like, I want them to just both kill each other and be done with it. Then we're free from this show because I'm so mad at them.
1: It's been so long that they just haven't been friends. It's been so long that they've been in direct conflict It's weird that they have any affection for each other anymore, because straight up, those two dudes do not know each other. They do not know the person the other one has become. They haven't sat down and had a real conversation in years, and even when they last did, it was fine, but it was also them talking about who gets to kill Sono's dad, so...
0: I think other people still treat it like their best friends. Right! And that's all that's left of their friendship. And even Hui sometimes
1: will reference, I mean, they both do it, but the most recent person to have done it is Hui, where they will sort of do a thing where they kind of move heaven and earth to be there for the other, but then it's it kind of falls flat a little bit and there's a moment where it you you go ah uh, yeah they're just not really friends anymore. Uh, they I I don't get why they're this devastated. That person is a stranger to,
0: yeah. to him. Yeah, it seems like the only thing they do for each other that's actually helpful is keeping them from killing themselves. Yeah, and that's that's all. I feel like everyone around them is like, you are doing the most. You are. Yeah, bending heaven and earth to make sure that your best friend is alive, even though your best friend is our enemy. And I'm like, I see none of that. Um, I don't know what Bongwon is crying about. I don't know what Gon is crying about. Because these two dudes are not friends. I don't know if we can all agree on that. They're not friends. They don't yeah. like each other.
1: I feel like it's that's the show's way of saying... Don't forget, these are star-crossed best friends, ill-fated best friends. And I just, it's getting to the point where it's gone on for so long that I don't feel that way. And it's, it kind of bums me out because I did go into this wanting a a friendship thing happen, yeah. right? I wanted a bromance. I thought we'd get it for longer than we did at the beginning. And so then I thought, oh, no biggie, they'll do it at the end, it will be maybe the last, maybe not even half, but maybe the last, you know, five episodes or something,
0: four episodes. Absolutely not. No! (laughs) We're just being gaslit at this point into thinking that they're friends because everyone's telling us that they're friends. But we can clearly see that they're not. And it's so frustrating. Which is to say... I'm happy with the story. As of this point, their conflict makes sense, which I think was very frustrating in the last episodes, where they finally put it all on the table. They explained to each other, hey, we haven't been friends for a while, but we're fighting each other because we want the same thing. And that's incredibly stupid. I was very mad that all they wanted was to both kill Nam Namjian, like, work together to do that, idiots. But <laughs> now I feel like there's a much better justification for them being enemies, where Bong Wan has come in the middle, and he's the enemy of one and the friend of the other. That's great. I love that. But to say that they're best friends... And that's why they've been split apart by Bong Won. Like, no, they were not friends for a very long time before Bong Won came in the picture. He is not the catalyst here. Absolutely not the catalyst here. He is
1: a footnote in their rivalry at best.
0: Yes! So, uh, I just, yeah, I saw this going differently in my head. I wanted more from them and their friendship, and I at this point, yeah, Hui's death at the end, his quote-unquote death at the end, just felt like, okay, can we put that part of the show to rest, I guess, if we're not doing a friendship? It kind of felt like we talked about last week with Sohui and Hui J's relationship, where their romance you wanted so much from, and then they decided um, where we wanted more from their romance. But if they're not going to give it to us, I guess that's fine. Whatever. Let's cut that storyline. I feel the same with uh, Sohui and Nam Jun. Or, sorry, not Nam Nam Sono now, where I'm like, it's fine. They don't have to be friends, but stop pretending that that's the main storyline of the show then. Because it, it seems like is so far from the main storyline. It's not at all. We're doing Strife <laughs> of the Princes now. So let's yeah. focus on that. Uh, yeah.
1: It's. It's, I mean, like you said, at least the conflict sort of makes sense now. At least the rivalry and them being constantly at odds makes sense. I I also even understand them wanting us to have a reason to root for the other side, right? There's no, at this point, there's no real villain. Because Bong Wan is so morally gray, but he's allied with our little happy golden boy i don't know not happy unhappy deeply <laughs> but trying golden but boy Golden. yeah uh and then we have the golden boy's former best friend who's allied against bong with not again not a good person but he has they all everyone has valid points against each other Bongwon has done a lot of murder and did murder his own brother and did plan out murdering his own brother and did, you know, there's just, Bong- Bongwon is the first person to admit that he's got a lot of blood on his hands. <laughs> so yeah, valid point for his dad to say, I think you might be psychotic, my guy. Eh, you might not mm-hmm. be wrong. I like him. I like that psych- psychotic man, but
0: uh, I'm not bored, but I'm, I'm not You're about wrong. it. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Uh, and then the brother just wanting to survive and knowing that if Bong-won gets his way,
0: Bong-gon, right? I think so. I've been calling him that. I didn't write it down, so hopefully it's Bong-gon. <laughs> you have Bong-gon, who is just,
1: he knows that if Bong-won rises to power, that's it for him. He's pretty much at this point fighting for his survival. The only way that he survives is if he becomes more powerful than Bong-won, uh, which, good luck- because that guy is crazy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we love him, but he's a lot. So be careful. <laughs> but I do, I feel like bong has risen in the ranks of my favorite characters. He is so cool. Another fantastic morally great character where he's so good at fighting. He's so good at this game of... uh playing playing for the throne, and his character, his persona that he uses with other people is so very clever. I love it. I love how different it is from any other character we've seen.
1: Yeah, he is a stellar character. And yeah, again, I can't even classify him as a villain. No one is a villain at this point. And so they have to put characters we care about on each side to keep it, you know keep the struggle alive to keep us conflicted. That said, I don't know, it's just it's just I don't know. I I guess I don't know what my point is here.
0: But (laughs) we don't want Sono and Hui to fight. That's it. That's all we didn't want from this show. And you made the whole show about them fighting. Yeah. But also not because it doesn't what they them fighting
1: doesn't even matter anymore.
0: So well done with that because the rest of the stuff is really, really interesting. You've given them good reasons to stand on opposing sides of this conflict. But at the same time, if you could have just thrown in a little bit more star-crossed friendship, we would have loved to see it. Yeah.
1: I really loved Wee's character development in these episodes where he went from. He kind of had a reckoning moment and went from vengeful killing machine to realizing that his vengeance comes at a price in a way that people kind of tried to get through to him. But no one also tried to stop him because they knew that, you know, maybe in his position they'd be the same way. He lost everything due to one man. Or maybe it's that they loved him so much that they supported him no matter what he was doing. Whatever the case may be, some people kind of tried to get through to him up to... The beginning of episode 13, but no one really was able to until he saw it all unfold for himself. And I liked that he went from vengeful killing machine to pacifist breaking his sword on a rock to realizing maybe that was hasty because you can't just walk away from a certain situation completely scot-free and say, I don't want to do murder anymore but maybe there are better things to fight for than i want to kill someone
0: i'm glad you liked it because i kind of hated it <laughs> oh no what 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 was your perspective on it what was your take i think because i think you've brought this up before where i liked what happened but it felt like it all happened too fast for me
1: yeah it might have had more impact if there was a little bit longer that he was a pacifist yeah. that was trying to walk away from the life. Maybe if he had made efforts to convince Wee J to walk away with him earlier or something, right, that would have been really interesting to see him go to her and say, can we go? Can we leave? Can we leave all of this behind? And have her say no, There's people that I still have to fight for here at Iwaru. I can't walk away from this because if I go missing, these people will die and suffer the consequences of my actions. And kind of had a moment where... Kind of an interim of... Oh, you might be right, but I'm still going to try and walk away from this. And then she gets attacked at Iwaru and he realizes he also can't walk away from this because... There's people he still needs to fight for too.
0: Yeah, like maybe it would have gotten redundant, but if he'd had even a few of those conversations, like if he'd talked to Hui J and she said, No, there are people I need to protect. I can't just walk away from this. And if he'd talked to Chido, and I think Chido had like a moment a line where he said something similar, and if he'd talked to Bong Wan, Just, if he'd talked to everybody in his life, again, it could have been redundant, but it could have driven home that he's really trying. He's trying to figure out how to leave the life that he's created, and he just can't see a way out. And then, yeah, he's forced back in when Hui Jay gets attacked. But it feels like he has this moment of trauma after their night of killing Namjoon, where he's like, so many people died because of me and my vengeance. And like, that's great. I think that was a beautiful moment. And then next morning, he breaks his sword. And that afternoon, Huy gets attacked. Like, I don't think that's the actual timeline, but that's what it felt like. Yeah, I do. I feel that. <laughs> so it was a bit fast. And... By the end, he says, I'm going back to Bong Wan so that I can protect the people that I love. I don't want anyone else getting hurt because of me. And it feels like the rest of the episodes, even after the time jump, he's still not really in a romantic relationship with Hui Jay. Maybe I wanted more from that, like if you're going to give him... That he just wants to protect Hui J, and he's so madly in love with her that he will go back to this life of being a guard for the most, like, vicious man in Korea. That, like, that's the sacrifice he's willing to make for the woman he loves. But, like, every time they're together, he's just like, sup, sup bae? (laughs) I don't feel it. I don't feel this burning passion for them to be together. I don't feel like they are together. Yeah,
1: I definitely don't feel it immensely, which is tough because they're both amazing characters. I think the most I've ever felt it was the moment that she told him that his dad had saved her life, but she never wanted him to know because she didn't want him to ever question how she felt that was pretty romantic but i'm not surprised it was hui j carrying the romantic scene because when yes! it's up to hui it's not happening
0: <laughs> they had such a beautiful moment together at some point when he says i want to protect you i this is like everything that i'm doing is for you to keep you safe and she goes i don't need you to keep me safe i've got iwato to take care of i am the leader of that place i am keeping them safe and i i don't know it felt so off kilter of i don't it felt almost like a breakup where she was like i don't need you to protect me i either need you to be in a relationship with me or gtfo because i'm good on the protecting part i need you to like love me actually
1: yeah You've got to be normal about this. You can't just define the terms of my life and then expect me to fall in line. My girl. I love her.
0: <laughs> yeah, I feel like I might just be filling in the blanks too much because I want more from their relationship. And I I feel unsatisfied with what he's doing for their relationship So I felt like she was expressing her dissatisfaction, which I don't think it was that at all. She seems happy enough with where they're at, but there's me over here being like, it's weird what he's doing, where he's like, you are the love of my life and the meaning behind everything I do. I'm working for this man, even though I don't want to be working for him anymore. I wanted to run off into the woods and lead a pacifist life, but I came back to protect you and I love that she was like, I don't need that, um, but I'm cool. Busy. yeah. Because <laughs> I am super in love with you, but it feels like we're not... I, again, this is me, Emily, jumping in, being like, well, why don't you just get a house like those other two characters did and have a cute baby and live on your own? I don't... What is this? What is this version of romance that you guys have concocted? It's weird. It's weird. What if he moves into Iwaru because...
1: What if you guys define the terms of what, what you're up to in relationships? I guess probably that would be dangerous. I don't care, though. That would be so cool to live out of her spy network house.
0: Yeah. What are you guys doing not living on your own terms if you're making all these sacrifices to get to the places in society that you're at, but you're like, we did all this, we're sacrificing everything. So we can be together, but you're literally not together ever.
1: Yeah. And the sacrifices, yeah, come come up for nothing.
0: Are you planning for retirement? Is this, <laughs> like, a future plan? Because neither of you are going to live that long.
1: No. I hope we jay does. If anyone can, I feel like it's her. But even then, I thought she was fairly invincible. And then the king got his whammy, pamby last of the guards going. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh yeah i did not want her to die in that moment but i also loved that she and Gyol went down together that was beautiful babes babes <laughs> best friend moment yes Ugh, i love That's those me too. And the killer gonna go yep do you want to be Gyol or huijay um <laughs> i want to be Gyol, but i do feel like i'm more of a huijay like I'll jump in at the last moment and pretend I saved you after you've been stabbed a dozen times. Protecting just me,
1: keep getting stabbed, and then, uh, but be pretty ineffectual up until that moment. Got to keep them guessing. Don't let them know you. Don't let them know your next move.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then die. Why I saved Raquel's life um, yeah. <laughs> and then died. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Hui J, we just have to throw some shade because Gil did the most during that scene. But it was beautiful that she was like, I'll take the last hit. We're going down on this ship together. Good night. Best friends forever. Best friends forever. If they
1: at any point introduce any kind of romantic relationship or even a hint of a crush between those two, I will be cripplingly disappointed. Just
0: devastated just the very last episode gil confesses his love for hui J. we're turning off the show <laughs> it's over you, you ruined the me. last friendship you've ruined the last friendship don't ruin this you've already ruined our perfect friendship between hui and sono that we wanted more than anything let's not ruin this one okay let's not ruin this one so a couple things cheeto dies we turn off the show Mm-hmm. Yul is in love with Jay, We turn off the show. <laughs> turn it off, never to come back. <laughs> We're setting some ground rules so that you guys aren't surprised. <laughs> mm, what else happened? What was Sono's journey? Oh, he became king of the Jurchens. Yeah. I that was fine. We'll just we'll just lay off Sono this episode. He's doing fine. I'm actually okay with where he's at. Um. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm I guess I'm fine with it. I don't know. I I'm not here to roast him. I think he's doing better than I would have expected after his pretty hefty fall from grace and the very manipulative final words of his father. Uh I'm yeah, I'm not surprised that things are a little bit rough for him right now, but also or I guess not rough, but um or surprised. Let me take back that whole sentence. <laughs> None of what I just said is true. Retract Do do your words ever come out before
0: your brain can think them, or... On this podcast, it seems like every sentence, yes. Same,
1: same, same. If we ever bring a particularly chaotic energy to a a podcast episode, it's because our brains are doing very little work, but for some reason our mouths are capable of continuing. (laughs)
0: That's... (laughs) That's the podcast magic.
1: <laughs> uh, I think what I was trying to say is I I guess I'm just I understand Sinho and I get that he's a very conflicted and hurt person who's just trying his best all the time. He is just doing the best with honestly with the the skills that he's been given. That said, I guess I just... Didn't really need a vengeance storyline from him on the death of his father. Uh, it's I dumb, know that for sure. Yeah, I know the death of his father impacted him and the way it happened because he was fighting for survival and to bring his father down. But he knew that the only way he could survive was by coming out on top. And being the person who killed his father, which kind of a bummer that we couldn't really understand that portion of it. He couldn't, he heard the words, I'm doing this so that my brother, so that my father dies the most shameful death. But he didn't also hear the underlying and so that I don't have to become nothing, right? Or lose my life, essentially. There it is. It sneaks into every episode. <laughs> 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 yeah. But I don't know, yeah. but I yeah, I guess I just didn't need him to decide that Bong Wan is the reason he is in the position he's in. It it holds very little accountability for his own uh choices up to that point.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's I like it because it's a storyline that makes sense and that I can follow and that feels right in terms of Sohui and Sono being on opposite sides of a conflict, right? Where one's like, I like Wan because he's done good by me. And one's like, well, he killed my dad and made me homeless, so I don't like Bongwan." That's a conflict that makes sense. I'm here for it. It's all right. But I do think, yeah, once you start digging into it a little bit more, it's a, it's a storyline that I don't agree with. I don't yeah. want Sono to be like, my only reason for living now, this time, is to kill Bang Wan Because he killed my dad. Like, Who was my okay. former only reason to live.
1: And Hui's only reason to live. Because Hui, at the end of his only reason to live, realized finally after we begged him here on this podcast that there's other things to live for like his friendships and Jay, and you know whatever else he wants to do with his life it really doesn't matter you have value as a human being independently of what you contribute to the world so that's really cool i'm glad he got there uh i'm not Saying that everyone has to follow his same path and get there at the same rate and the same time. I think it's just that we saw that one play out. We saw the, I have one reason to live and it's murdering this one person who took everything from me. We saw that one. We we rolled that tape already. I, I guess I just, I would like some more nuance to his, you know, his purposes for conflict. I know that there are is nuance we're maybe not diving fully into. Like him losing his position means he also loses the opportunity to build the world that he wa- he wanted to build. I guess in his mother's memory or something. Um, but yeah, it just feels very much like the same journey we went on already. In the behind. same
0: journey he already went on himself. But yeah. I kind of like that. That's It's just simple. And I think Sono, I guess at this point, is a simple character, so to say. He's not able to pivot out of the world that his father made for him, that his father raised him to think in a very singular capacity, I suppose. And so when the, there was a void left behind, after killing his father, or after his father being killed, he just filled it with a very similar task. It made sense to me for his character.
1: Yeah, I feel that. That does make sense. I, it's sad. Yeah, I guess maybe there's no winning for Seonho with me, and maybe that's my toxic trait.
0: No, that's... Yeah, that's what I'm saying, is... I think you're still asking for more from Sono, which is beautiful, and it's what would be nice for him is to strive for more and have bigger aspirations, and I've given up completely, and I'm like, nope. Sono is, I guess, just a very basic boy who has very basic needs. So and far, a really static character. <laughs> yeah. And that's what we're gonna get from him. Yeah. <laughs> Kind of more sad in a way. Yeah,
1: yeah, because it's interesting. When you think about it, he may, on a very surface level, he doesn't seem super static because he's been through lots of places and held lots of positions and moved from roll to roll. But it, it does, you can see him falling back on the same old stuff every single time. He'll always fall back on the, uh, oh, wait but who's my best friend. He'll always fall back. He was in the past falling back on Yon comes first, except when I make a whole bunch of other decisions, but also Yon comes first, but also <laughs> I'm making a whole bunch of decisions where she's not coming first, but also Yon comes first. And, you know, and then when that was taken away, he just picked a new um, fallback of revenge, but there's not a whole lot of motivation growth and and stuff like that, I guess. I don't know. I just want so much from him. I want him to be dynamic and break out of this and say, I am above what I was made to be, and I didn't just do well or more than enough for my father's world. I I'm here to build my own and I don't need to 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 do the things that he did to do to do the things that I do.
0: Yeah. There's something beautiful about him saying, I don't care who's king, because that's so different from what his father would constantly say. But there's also something sad in that his aspirations have gotten so small. Not small, I guess, but so singular, where he's like, I don't care what the repercussions of my actions are. I have one thing I want to do, and I will manipulate anyone to get there, to get what I want. And it's like, okay... Your brain's bigger than that. You're more capable of so many other, of calculating and accounting for so many other moving parts that it makes me sad that the only moving part you care about is the death of Bong and anything outside of that is just peripheral noise. Yeah. Like, let's keep working on this country for your mom. I think we can get there not through a baby prince that you can manipulate but some other happy way let's figure this out together sono you still have so much potential in you
1: yeah yeah it's interesting too because i actually it's it's weird cuz i feel like Bongwon trolls him a lot and says the exact <laughs> oh thing God. he knows is going to absolutely destroy sono so i i get why he hates him so much but I don't think that their philosophies are incredibly different I don't know, it's tricky because I get that Bongwan is fairly power within the the monarchy or I guess Mm -hmm. yeah, in this case, you know, yeah, the kingdom the king holds all the power I deserve
0: to be king because my dad was king
1: Right? come on,
0: my guy (laughs) which is problematic for sure but that said
1: he's also very I don't know he's about strengthening the people typically and and pulling up the the people at the bottom he doesn't really care about status that much he's more interested in people for their skills take Hui for example who obviously it's a little tough because he found out pretty early on that Hui was his mentor's son and so that skewed A lot of it, but he also has no problem with employing the one guy who ends up being a double agent anyway, but that's not an issue for him, and he doesn't seem particularly worried about status. It almost seems like they would have very in-line views, except that Seonho just happened to be Namjong's son, and Wan said, I'm gonna troll the shit out of this kid.
0: Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, it's weird. I feel like most of the people who are vying for the throne have said, I just want a throne that's more representative of the people. I want a more inclusive country where rank is not determined by your birth. And, uh, hey guys, you're all saying the same thing. (laughs) Do you think maybe we could just work together to achieve that? Or is this all just fanfare, like lip service... Because a lot of you have the same ideas. Maybe we could talk it out. Yeah.
1: Like, why not? I know that Namjong had a very different idea. He had established an entirely up to that point, from what I can tell, unheard of philosophy of putting the ruling in the hands of... He kept on... The translation kept on saying citizens or something, right? Which was not, I think, accurate. I think the whole structure would have been more along the lines of putting the power in the hands of advisors appointed by the king, which I think has just as much room to become corrupt, especially considering it was Nam Jong who was doing it, and I don't think he meant the citizens, I think he meant him as a counsellor.
0: That's what and it seemed like. His yeah. philosophy was very much, he would say, I just want the people to be in power, but then to, in other situations he'd be like, I just want me to be in power. It's me, I'm people. I am people, thank you. I am citizens. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, I guess technically you are, but that's not gonna fly. But yes, i know and Bong Wan seem like we want poor people to not to have opportunities for better lives, but we also will kill each other to prevent that. Hey guys, you're you're all dumb. But also, I don't fully trust Bongwon, so I don't know. I don't know.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's tricky. I don't know. Do you ever stop and think about how a lot of this is just in actual history books, too? I Because think now that we a- know that Po'un <laughs> and Bongwon existed, that's all I can think about ever.
0: All I can think about is the reflections of it in modern society and how history is so cyclical that you're like, Oh no, this is all still happening today. This all not time. not necessarily these exact issues of fighting for a throne, but just people wanting power and are willing to sacrifice anything to get it? Haha, <laughs> Cool. 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 Well,
1: we don't learn. we're just humans who we're really at the end of the day, I think probably we're just all cattle, but
0: <laughs> But we like to think we're so. Fighting for a cause, some sort of cause, just pick one and stick to it. Any of them. Any, Any of the of causes.
1: Them. What cause do you want to fight for? I want to fight for, uh, just no, uh, no more anxiety, you know? <laughs> I want, uh, my position is eradicate anxiety.
0: <laughs> oh, dang. Okay, mine was cheese. So oh, I'll that's I'll a, a way better one.
1: I'm <laughs> flip-flopping. Damn it. <laughs>
0: I, I just a- wish I had any water to protect. It would be so much easier than cheese. Yeah. Do you want to mm. trade? I'll do cheese. Okay. <laughs> do you want to do, do anxiety? I'll I'll <laughs> do my best by anxious people everywhere. Thanks. <laughs> I'll start with the just calm down campaign. Oh, no. Actually, <laughs> we, we shouldn't maybe call, put a moratorium <laughs> on this whole Oh, thing. no, Raquel and I are enemies now. Uh
1: Uh-oh, I'm fighting for cheese. Emily's fighting for (laughs) just relax.
0: Just literally the worst way to fight anxiety.
1: (laughs) This is how it ends. And thanks for coming to the last episode of the podcast.
0: (laughs) We'll see you in hell. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. That's our part. No, I had two more things that I need to cover before we finish. Okay, let y- go. I have nothing. You have two things ready. Go. <laughs> okay, um, Bom, who is our good boy one of the one of the good boy bandits? Jungbom was freed. He was given his slave ownership papers by Bongwan, and threw <gasps> See, him in look a fire. At that. That's exactly the point that I was trying
1: to make, right? <laughs> I forgot entirely, and so it was not included in my point, but he's pretty good at this whole liberating slaves
0: thing. I think the area that I lose faith in him is worrying that he would only do it for people who are useful, like people who are smart, people who are capable, people who can do things... Maybe for the betterment of the country, but perhaps those like Yon who have uh, different abilities, who are who have epilepsy, might be like, um, she's less useful to our society, and thus she will remain a slave. I don't know. I don't know what his society looks like, but it feels like jong Bom got freed because he had moved up the ranks so much and proven his quote unquote worth. As a soldier.
1: I definitely see that. He's, like, Bong Wan is selling that American dream bullshit, where if you just work hard enough, you can achieve anything, but then does not account even remotely for the massive differences between opportunities presented and offered and made accessible to people.
0: Yeah. So I still cried. I cried watching that moment. It was good. (laughs) Yeah. Didn't make me think. Oh, he'll be the best king ever! I'm so yeah. excited. He's it just good just... to his
1: people, which yeah. is something he said early on. He said, "I look out for my people."
0: So, and we love the consistency. That's a yep. good boy move. Um, the last one was Moonbok proposes to God. What's her name? Uh, Hwa Hwa Yeah, Hwa I Wool. was gonna say Monwol, but that's the lady from Hotel del Luna. It sure is. <laughs> well, He proposes to her and he tells her about his sister, and I also cried during that scene. That was really oh nice.
1: God. His motivations made clear, and in a way that she also could finally see oh, he's not super greedy. He's not had access to life saving
0: funds, essentially. You made the point beautifully. Yes. Thank you. Those are the last two things I wanted to talk about because dang, beautiful moments for two of our good boy bandits. It's everything that we want. It's so yeah. good. They're so important. Them and Cheeto, just the best
1: characters. They they said, we'll rob you of the friendship you want, but we'll give you the friendships
0: you need. <laughs> <laughs> That's this show in a nutshell. <laughs> uh, if there's anything else that you guys wish we would have covered oh there's gotta be something yeah i was gonna say anything you disagree with because that's we've gotta we had some strong arguments in this episode that we may not even agree with by the next episode yeah
1: we came in hot and i don't know why it's thing. my brain maybe isn't working as hard as my mouth (laughs)
0: Yeah, so take us down a peg by sending us an email at playonkpodcast at gmail.com. And
1: always remember to be gentle because I am so vulnerable all the time.
0: <laughs> Just know that we know that we're wrong and go in with that. Yeah. Like a learning. Like a le- like it a- come to me like a teacher. I love teachers. Teachers yeah. are the best. A teacher like Cheeto. Yeah. A teacher like Cheeto, like, who's dad, you know, we love him. Soft and gentle. <laughs>
1: uh, if you want to check out our website, where you can find episodes, access to newsletters we haven't sent out in two years, <laughs> uh, affiliates, those are on the website. So, A, um, we have Skillshare. So if you want to learn a new skill, you can check out Skillshare and use our link. We have Blueberry Podcasting. So if you want to start a podcast, we are stoked to hear about that. You can use our link and then let us know what your podcast is. We love to hear it. And then there's NordVPN. So, you know, security and watching uh, K-dramas that are only accessible in other countries. So I don't know if we're supposed
0: to advertise that. Yeah, it's Uh, not illegal. I mean, that's all I used it for, for a very long time. Nice. It's not illegal. You heard it here first. (laughs) You heard it here first, and we are sure on everything we say. So, (laughs) go do it. Use it for that. (laughs) If you like our podcast, the easiest way to help us out is to leave a rating or review on whatever platform you listen to us on that helps other podcast listeners find us
1: yeah and i think that's pretty much it we don't really do any of our other defunct things that we don't use
0: yeah um
1: no at least not right now if we start using our social media again we'll definitely bring it back into the
0: housekeeping we you'll be the first to know and yeah uh, probably shouldn't have put this right at the end but we might take a break next week not sure Ooh. yet sorry yes. if we're gone
1: if any of you are hockey fans, there may or may not be a Game 5. And you if you get it, you if you know, you know.
0: So <laughs> that's where Raquel will be. If there's a Game 5, she'll be out of here. And we're really sorry, but we'll see you the week after that.
1: Yeah. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. And you can join us next week. We're going to do the final two episodes of My Country, the New Age. Okay, bye. Okay, bye.